Man, it's so good to be with you, Pastor Jeff Little. Come on. We are in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and we are at Milestone Church. My goodness, 20 years old. 20 years old, just celebrated last fall. And the sound of construction is going yeah, on right now. Yeah, it's it's in the final moments. It's really intense right now. So actually. tell me about Milestone. Tell me the heartbeat, the why behind the what. People know you, they hear your preaching, they see your books and the leadership that you write. But, but what is at the heart of what we're seeing here? Well, I mean, we're really excited. In fact, it's hard to imagine really when you see where we are from a facility standpoint. Yeah. This is our main campus. Yeah. We have a couple other How campuses. How many campuses? Three, three, cam three, three campuses, okay. yeah. It's really, when you look back 20 years, it's, it's, it's hard to believe that yeah. you're at this point. Yeah. But really, as we know, it's more than facilities. It's, yeah. it's this weekend, there were people here navigating all the construction. And it's, I, here, here's, it's a new thought that I have. Uh oh, here we go. Milestone, it's a new thought. <clears throat> Milestone's like a fusion restaurant. <laughs> it's like, you know, when you get like Asian and Mexican, yeah, you get yeah, this. Yeah, it's yeah. two things that are rarely together. Intentionality, people, okay. people appreciate the deliberateness, the, the, the intentionality yeah, to serve yeah. them, but they're surprised by the authenticity. Yeah. They're surprised by the yeah. kind of home yeah. feel, the yeah. family feel. And I think they're even more surprised as you get bigger, as you can still 100%. maintain that 100%. relational connective yeah. feel. Because that's what everybody thinks. It gets big, yeah. we do big buildings, we do yeah. expansions, we yeah. enlarge the park a lot. No one cares anymore. No. And that is really, to me, being around you, being around like a Pastor Chris, uh, a Steve, a John Siebling, it's the care part yeah. that is the motive to everything. Yes. Of course, the, the gospel, but it, it's caring for people in everything we're doing. Because really size, Size, I mean, things in our culture, there are things that we access that have gotten bigger. I mean, we yeah. have a Costco, we have, a, yeah. we have different ways, but yet what we're surprised by, I think, in our culture today is the individual attention or connection or help or just caring about me. And really, you can go to a small church that feels yeah. cold or a big church yeah. that feels cold. It, right. it really, size, it's really culture. Yeah. So the thing that I love the most, I'm, I'm amazed by all this because yeah. it can serve people. Yeah but it's not what I, I love the most. I still meet people yeah. and I'm like, I can't believe you go to our church. <laughs> I can't believe, because I remember when nobody came. Yeah, exactly. 20 years ago, yeah, we started yeah. in a cafetorium. Cafetorium. Just, just, just south of here. Wow, and nobody came. Down. People yeah. stayed away and drove. Yeah, they did. You know? <laughs> yeah. Same here when we started Healing Place. Yeah. They were trying to avoid it. They were trying to avoid it. So what do you, how do you sum up Milestone in like a sentence or two? What's the heartbeat? What's the mission? What's your statement? Well, our you state, statement. A statement is reaching people and building lives. Love that. Again, love fusion, that. Yeah. fusion, a place that reaches lost people, cares about lost people, because Jesus cares yeah. about lost people, but builds people as well. Yeah. Sometimes people feel like, well, is this place deeper? Can I get yeah. built? Can I grow? But then they know the commission to reach lost people. And then sometimes you, you're reaching lost people yeah. And, and people feel under-connected or like they don't matter. Yeah. So it's, it's the fusion of those yeah. two things. And, uh, you know, life-giving yeah. and spirit-filled. And, 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 you, and you really, we, we talk a lot, and you've become a great friend of, of course, Church of Highlands, ARC, uh, the Serve World. We do a lot in the Serve yeah. World together. Yeah. Your, your church is an example. But what you just said to me is what I feel like you work on every day. Yes. Is that fusion. Yes. It's like something you and Brandy, the family, the team, you have an amazing team. Yes. It's like y'all really work on it every day. Very hard. Very hard. I mean, right now in this construction, it's been double effort. 
Yeah. You know, helping people. We learned something this last week, just simple. When people came and they have, we had 300 people in the commons because yeah. we've got seats yeah. out and stuff. We, we just had this idea, well, let's just tell them right up front. And so we just put a video up and said, hey, we want you to know this is where we're at. This is what your experience is. This is our heart for you. Hey, give us a chance. Wait a <laughs> yeah, few yeah. more weeks. Out, you there's know, more seats there's, coming. There's, it's coming. Yeah. But, but I think when people know, same way if I come to your house, you yeah. and Delenn have such hospitality. I come over, we're friends. Well, you guys have prepared for me to be there. You're yeah. like excited that I'm yeah, there. Yeah. You've prepared, it's intentional, and it, it creates the atmosphere of value. You're a great leader. We'll talk a little bit more about that, but God's really using you. I've watched, of course, you know, everybody says, look look how known Jeff's become these years. Well, it's it's a long time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And how long does it take to build a, this church? 20 years, 20 every years, single day. Every day. Yeah. Uh, the same with every great church that honors God and loves people. Yeah. But God's really using you. Mm -hmm. And I, we're just so excited. I'm so proud of you, your heart for people. Uh, genuine, love pastors, love church planters. Yes. And one yes. thing you did, I don't, let's walk over here, because okay. we're thinking about the expansion. Okay. You did something I've never seen. I came here to speak okay. one time, and you took me out the back door, and you began to paint the picture of the expansion. Yeah. And you almost got emotional when you thought about those parking places. Oh, yeah. You got, I mean, it made me, we had an, I don't know if you remember having oh, yeah. an emotional moment back yeah. then. Two big men crying. Yeah. <laughs> and you were thinking about the families yes. that are going to ride up here. Yes. And go to park in a parking place. Yes. That other people provided yes. before they came. Yes. And, and a lot of that, and you wrote that devotion, that small group called Seeds. Seeds, Which yeah. I, I, I read it, I've read it over and over because seed is potential. Right. No, no potential, no seed. But why does that, that still moves you, the yes. idea of a family pulling up in a parking place yes. that someone else provided through their tithe and offering, kind of recapture that, that idea of this expansion that we're getting ready to walk through and how people gave before the people walked into it. Well, I mean, that's the history of our church. I mean, yeah. what I'm, I'm, I am the most blessed pastor. I, I genuinely look at our people and I say, you're amazing, you're yeah. generous. I told yeah. them that when there was 50, 100, <laughs> and I tell them over and over, thank you for being you. Because at the end of the day, a great church is not a great pastor. You gotta have a pastor, yeah. you gotta have a leadership yeah, yeah, team. Yeah. Our staff is amazing. Is. I have great friends and mentors and big brothers, but a great church is great people who get it. Yeah. And we have a whole group of people just along the way, the families just continue to grow. And we've always had parking problems. I mean, just after we got out of the cafetorium, we were in a little rented building and it was a thousand seats, a yeah. thousand, you know, it was just people and no parking and on the grass. And then we moved to a grocery store and we came here. But yes, a, the thing that still amazes me, a group of people that love other people that yeah. they've never met. Not, not here yet. To this project, almost $21 million has been given cash to make this expansion happen. And honestly, I was hoping we could raise 12, 14 million. I've, I've been Which a, is a boat ton, OMG. This is truly one of those, yeah, I'm able to do exceedingly abundantly yeah. above. But you know what it is? It's the power of the church. It's, yeah. it's, it's everyone doing their part. The, the Bible talks about the church grows, it builds itself up in love. I mean, everybody's like, well, it's getting bigger. Well, it's more love. I do know that. <laughs> there, there's more point. problems. That's a point, but that's a point. There's more love, but it, it only happens, and here's the caveat, as each part does its work. Yeah. When everyone feels a part, and really for me, yeah. I mean, yes, I preach, I do different things. I, I'm a team builder, right? I, I feel like if we're, we have a team, yeah. we're stronger. Teams win championships. Yeah. 
This is a miracle property because land here, obviously there's not, you know, 50 plus acres just sitting on every corner. And we had a miracle, miracle happen where a, a home builder group here that, that was this, this land became available, bought the land for $1.89 a square foot, 54 and a half acres, four and a half million dollars. We had an offering on one Sunday and our church gave $2.2 million. Wow. And we came and bought the property. And then of course the process of development, I mean, the, the challenges of developing the property, but this, this was really a miracle thing. We, we were able to build the capacity of the auditorium for 2,500 seats. Okay. But it's, it's not the seats that are just expensive, it's the parking and all the other infrastructure. Yeah. So we put the, the current children's facility in place. The expansion is adding the 900 seats to the auditorium. Right but then all of the kids' facilities and things to, to go with it now in the parking. Yeah, yeah and you, so you've added about 60,000 square feet, 65,000. Somewhere 000, in there, yeah. Somewhere in there. Let's walk in, because this is amazing. This, this I would have loved this. Wouldn't you? Would, oh, we would have loved it. I would have loved this. Yeah, yeah. and Absolutely. and so your heart, you, you guys, uh, I think you understand reaching students. And so that's a big deal for you. I mean, you've got you've got kids that all yeah. came up through the youth group. Yeah. Now they're getting older. I've had kids come up through student ministry. Why and when did it become a priority? And why is it such a priority right now for you? Engaging, connecting, loving, sharing. Uh, you personally involved with the students. At milestone. Well, we started, I mean, you can look at something, I think a lot of times we'll, we'll, we'll look at something from a pragmatic or strategic standpoint. Right. If you're going to reach people, you have to love what they love. Yeah. And there's nothing they love more than kids. That's, when what, I, that's what Pastor Chris says. When I came here to plant the church, no one was coming to the cafetorium. <laughs> so I started coaching ball teams before wow. my kids. That's a good idea or even in any ball. Yeah. I would say that to a church planner. Yeah, if you want to know where all yeah. the families are when they're not at your church yeah. and they didn't play on Sunday when I grew up, but they do now. Yeah, they do. I went and to the ball travel. fields, packed. Yeah, travel ball. So I, I got involved and I still have families a part of our church today that I coached their little boys when they were this big, right? So we started understanding, yes, from a pragmatic standpoint, you have to, there's zero tolerance for subpar next-gen ministry yeah. today. There's zero tolerance. But I think the heart though, right? So like the, the, the family, I have a, a fatherly instinct. So our church has a familial nature to yeah. it. And so at the end of the day, they're not your kids and their kids, they're our kids. Yeah, that's good. And so families- You're owning it all. Families produce sons and daughters. Yeah. It's, it's not a program. I think where we mess up is maybe we need a better program or a better youth pastor or better pizza. No, yeah. no, no, you need a bigger heart for the next generation. Wow, that's huge. And you, and what I've loved, I've, I've spoke here, I've been here a lot. You're in that for your, your meet. I, I'll see you sometimes post on Instagram with a teenager. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, I got to speak at your student ministry, had a blast. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it seems like the older I get, the more I want to communicate to teenagers or yeah. college students. And so you personally are, are allowing that in your heart. Yes. You're not too busy, too big. Uh, to, to involve with something else, that a, a portion of your life 
is not noticing and leaning into students that are coming here to this church? Well, I think we're all shaped some by our experiences. Yeah. Okay. My pastor, I felt called to ministry at 12. Wow. He discipled me in his home and he let me preach in his pulpit at 16. I have a young man that's been hosting services here 14, 15, 16. So he's now entering our college. I signed him to an agreement. Everybody in America is going to up. I signed him at 14. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know going nowhere. I mean? You're right here. Help me build it. But I think another thing the next generation is saying, yeah. will you let me have the ball? Can, can I, do we just have to do kids' church or can we do big church? Yeah. Can we be on the team yeah. and the young people here feel this because it's really, yeah. I, I was a senior pastor at 21. Yeah, I, I know. So I don't, I don't I, when I read the scripture, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. It's real to me. Yeah. And, and they feel that. And some of the greatest, this, this may sound like preacher hype, some of the greatest potential developing, just amazing young pastors, leaders, hosts, worship people in our church. Uh -huh are still young. Yeah, yeah. That's true. They're, 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 just, they're just coming up. And so I believe it's like a greenhouse where you're just raising yeah. plants. Do you find uh, it, it, uh, some pastors feel intimidated with students? Yeah, I think you, so. They have that question or some, I know you have people here coming to learn and, and, and model, but a lot of times I'll run into senior pastors and they can be young. Yeah. But they feel disconnected. They feel too old. They're not hyped up. They don't, it's not yeah. as trendy. And I've always felt like, I don't think they're looking for the trend. They're looking for the hype. They're looking for the heart. Looking for the they're heart. looking for someone to love them. Yes. And I see the senior pastors who, a Jacob Aranza, a Chris Hodges, uh -huh. uh, yourself, Steve Robinson's engaged. I was just at a, a youth camp, a small camp, but that pastor was there all service, every yeah. service. Yeah. And, they're, and, he, and it's small and he was engaged. Yeah. But it's like, you just got to get over yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And just know that uh, they, what they're looking for is love and truth and yeah. guidance. You don't care how cool your big brother is. You don't care how cool your dad is. <laughs> yeah. You definitely don't care how cool your coach is. <laughs> oh, no. Your coach is the most uncool, oh, wearing God. bike short, yeah, yeah. got a whistle. Yeah. But every kid will point back to a teacher, yeah. a coach, a big brother, a yeah. father figure, your granddad. I would yeah. say to older Pat, you're needed more than ever because they need those influences in their lives. 100% agree. Pastor Jeff, one of the things, you, you, you love hosting people, you have conferences here, you host uh, the January dates where you have people come in, you're praying, you're yeah. seeking God, men's conferences, all kinds of conferences. You host pastors, yes. you love pastors, love you love pastors. church planters, love church you've been planters. so good to our church planters. And rooms like this, space like this, is important to you, yep. for what reason? Well, it's the, the first thing is even just our, our, our people, a yeah. place. So this is an indoor-outdoor. That's Those are nano walls that'll open up. So on a cool day in the fall in Texas, yeah. you can you could have it open. It's 5,000 square feet, wintertime, fireplace, gonna have nice lighting. And so our people can come in here and just be spend together. time. And, have, it's, I think small groups are more yeah. challenging yeah. to have now with our busy schedule so you can yeah. do some of it on yeah. campus after a service. 
But then, yeah, hosting people, you know, pastors, our, our event in January, hosting our different things. We can just host people yeah. here, love on them, add value to them. We're in the works of, we're going to do ARC 24 in Birmingham. We're in the works of doing ARC conference here in spring of 25. 25. Which would be amazing because, I mean, you've added the park, you've added all this square feet. I can see but, us hosting those pastors. Oh, my God. Just loving them. And how on. much you, you love young pastors. You yep. love startup churches. Yeah. Uh, I was at a startup church that's three years old in Waco this weekend. And, and even in that setting, we're, we're trying to teach them, do your best. Yeah. Give it your best. Yeah. Uh, create the best environment you can. And this, uh, this four you're using. Yeah. And, and do everything you can to make people feel welcome, yeah. noticed, seen. Yeah. You've done that from the cafetorium yeah. to here. Yeah. Because one of the things that's important to you is developing people. Yeah. And you have a heart to develop men. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. De- developing them, pouring into them. People... It's nice to have nice facilities now, but you'll go to even a challenging facility that has great people and good food. Yeah. So, so you can overcome it. One thing that I've always loved about you is you value relationship. Yeah. You value relationship where you are submitted to some relationships. Yes. You have uh, peers, friends, mm-hmm. uncles, cousins, brothers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you also value relationship where you're raising people up. We've talked about that. You've got a great staff, yeah. a lot of young people. You've got good friends. What has accountability meant to you yeah. in the idea of leading a church like this, having people in your life, whether older spiritually, yeah. older in age, further down the road and building something, your family as a dad, yeah. You've, I, to me, I feel like you seek that out. Definitely, yeah. I mean, accountability, there's no structure, there's no government, there's no, there's no structure that can produce accountability. It has to be in your heart. And there's oh, no so way, there's no way. So many way. people are waiting on it to come to them. Pastor Jim LaFoon, who's a, a spiritual yeah. father, been in my life since I was in my early 20s. Yeah. My wife it. would call, call him, hey, here's a challenge. We, we were praying over one of our kids' situation just this week. And then he's calling and we're praying. And, and, and Steve Robinson, yeah. who's been like my calculated older brother <laughs> friend. For all of us. For all of yeah. us. He, it, you know, if you God. need a plan for your life, yeah. he's your man. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And honestly, there's no way this would be here without his investment in my yeah. life. Coach Tom Mullen's been yeah. a rich father. You, all the input you give me, think about this, this, ideas, serve, the serve. We had 5,000 people serving the Metroplex this year. That's Let's because go. of my relationship with you. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Unscripted. We want to take a moment to say thank you to Vapor Ministries for helping make this episode possible. Vapor Ministries mobilizes the church to bring physical relief and spiritual transformation to people living in extreme poverty. Check out this video to learn more about the amazing work they do and how you can be a part. On October 9th, 1995, God taught me very personally that at the end of the day, life is like a vapor, like a mist that appears for a moment. But along with that wake-up call came a question, and the question was simply this, right? Life is a vapor. Will we waste it or invest it? You have one life to live, so run hard and stay the course. Your mind and body are stretched. Building the local church, pastoring, serving, teaching, yet your heart stirs for souls in distant lands. You want to touch the poorest. You want to reach the lost. But how? 
Let your hands hold the hurting. Let your feet carry the good news. Bring social, economic, and spiritual revival to underreached communities while you transform yours. Join the life-giving churches ensuring food, clean water, quality education, and vital health services get to people trapped in desperate poverty. Partner with a spirit-led movement where deed meets word. Help the unreached find the arms of Jesus. Want to mobilize your church amongst the less reached and underserved? Together, we will reach millions. Life is really yeah. all about relationships. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the question really is, you know, does anybody have the trump card on you? I, I love to ask pastors, who can tell you no? Yeah. And I have a handful of people in my life, if they said, ah, uh, I'm going to pause at least, no question, I'm going to pause. Yeah. If they say, now you don't get, a, you, don't get you know, <laughs> 10 of those a week. Yeah. <laughs> but if you come and play that and say, hey, I really have a check, then yeah. I think every pastor should be like, hey, I'll back up. Yeah. And I mean, I think we should be the kind of people that say, hey, if you see something, if you see me headed toward, yeah. I want you to Please tell say me. say something. Please tell me, yeah, you know? Yeah. That's where, you know, you, 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 I think what you said is so much, you have to seek it. It has yeah. to be in your heart. Pastor your Chris heart. and I talk a lot about that. Yeah. Is that there are people that are like, why is anyone not taking care of me? Well, if yeah. you're going to be a friend, you got to show yourself friendly. Exactly. And I, I spoke a while back on the idea is you be that friend. Yeah. You be that person first. Yeah. Don't, don't just wait on it all to come to you. Yes. But be that leader. Be that son. Yeah. Uh, be that servant. Sir, be, serve. Be, be the one who else. listens. Yeah. Serve someone else. And I, I, a big thing I would say to a lot of young pastors, at, at some point, you got to get out of the kiddie table. You... you to be a father means you move up and say, hey, how can I contribute, not just receive? Yeah. And so you look for relationships with yeah. people. It's not, you're not manipulating. You're doing it out of a heart to say, yeah. hey, I want to I want to care about what, tell me, what, what do you yeah. care about? Yeah. How can I help you? Yeah. If you, it's in the Bible. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the person who's generous uh -huh. will look up and go, how did I, I mean, what happened, exactly. right? Yeah. It's, it, and so, I mean, I think all of us as pastors should look for more opportunities to have a more generous heart toward what other people yeah. are doing around And I think lives. being proactive. Yeah, be proactive. You cannot wait for it to come to you. you I've can. seen you get on a plane, fly to Birmingham 100%. to spend time together. I've seen you get on a plane, fly to Birmingham, spend an afternoon with Pastor Chris, 100%. Steve, Jacob, on and on. Go learn, go learn. Go learn, yes. And yeah, those have been game changers. I mean, I'm telling you. Cool. Yeah. The expansion. <laughs> how many, seats, right how many seats have we started with? We started with 1,600. And now? It's going to be 2,500. Wow. Jeff, when you've spoke at ARC or you've led roundtables, a lot of times you talk about the preaching of the Word. Yeah. Theology, the, the, the sacred scripture, uh, that is preeminent to you. Yes. And so how are you, how do you, why have you always valued that? And how are you communicating that to all the different ears that are hearing you online, additional seating in here? Give, give us a minute on preaching the word. Well, you have, to, you have to start with the word, okay? I think a lot of times we start with the felt need. I'm, I'm not against, I, yeah. I, I love Tim Keller's book on preaching because yeah. I think he does a great job of, of combining the fact that we can be expositional. You know, people get into expository, yeah. are you expository? Well. As, as soon as you... Explain what expository is well, it'd be, in 10 seconds. It'd be, it'd be 
focusing on the text okay. and spe speaking right. from the text. Well, yeah. And so some would say that's only preaching through a book of the Bible or that's only right. preaching by line verse. by line yeah, yeah, or yeah, verse yeah, by yeah. verse. But, it, okay. but, but anytime you now move from the text and comment, you're, you're now making commentary on the text, right? Sure. But I understand that. I think, I think every young pastor and leader should take a class in hermeneutics. Okay. That that word sounds, you know, Herman what? Okay. <laughs> it's, it's proper <laughs> proper interpretation of the scripture. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'll hear people sometimes say something that sounds revelatory, and you're like, that's really cool, but it isn't actually what the text we have to ask, yeah. what did the text originally mean? And it's okay to make application. It's even okay to go, there's debate about this, yeah, here's yeah. what my thoughts are but we have to start yeah. with the text. So I, I grew up with that heritage. Okay. I mean, I have that, that education, theological education. I think, I think it's still valuable to take some of that, you know, and, and I think, but I think you then want to know your audience yep. as well. Like, I think a lot of times we'll, you know, be like going to France and speaking Spanish. Yeah. Like I understand, I'm, I'm from Texas. I'm educated in Texas, grew up here. I understand these people. Yeah. And then I also understand now and have had to grow and expand sure. in my thought as people are moving to Texas from yeah. everywhere. And then you're speaking out speaking at conferences and other churches yeah. internationally. You're yeah. writing books. Yeah. You're so, an author. Yeah. You're, you're putting together a small group curriculum, which is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. You're teaching these series. So you keep growing as a communicator. And at the, at the end of the day, the word works. Yes, it it's does. living and active. It's yeah. timeless. So we don't... I think the number one trap I see young pastors is, is trying to be insightful or revelatory. And I'm not saying that some people don't have revelatory gifts, but in general, yeah. the, the Bible <laughs> is Chipotle. You, you, don't, you don't get, you know, it's not jack-in-the-box where you can get a yeah, hamburger, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can get a taco, fish sticks, you know, fish sticks whatever. <laughs> the Bible is kind of like chicken, beef, rice, do yeah. you want guacamole? Yeah, In it. general, it's saying the same thing. It's centered yeah. around Jesus, the message of the gospel, his church. How the, I, I think amazing is the majority of the New Testament yeah. is, is getting these people to to get along and work together to advance the gospel, yeah. you know? Yeah, and yeah. so... Yeah, when you read, the, you read the letters that Paul writes to the church, a lot of it is that. It is that. Get yeah. along, work together, build something for the glory quit, of Jesus, yeah. Endure. Yeah. I, I will say this, and you do this really well. We want to be textually accurate. We want to be biblical. We want to give what the Word says. We want to bring application to people's lives. Yeah. But I think a lot of times we think these things are mutually exclusive. The biggest thing, though, too, is the world today, you know, pe people come here. I have to always remind myself, they got a, they got a sickness. They got an issue. They got a kid. They got a problem. Anxiety. They, got, they got anxiety. Stress. They got stress. They got problems. If, so if you build an atmosphere that is both biblical and encouraging, even when the Bible gets strong, and yeah, it yeah. does, it still has an element of, hey, here's the hope. Here, I mean, yeah. this is my heart for you. So I use a lot of self-deprecating yeah, humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make fun uh, of yourself. Yeah, of Don't take yourself so serious. Yeah. Be authentic. I think, I think polished is out. Yeah. And I think authentic is yeah, in. Yeah, so right. e even if you mess up, yeah. if you're just real with them, you know, show them your heart. Yeah. Show, them, show them what you're going through. Be appropriately transparent. Uh, but I mean, I still think we have to hold on to what the scripture is actually saying. I think a lot about when I'm given the opportunity to share or speak, no matter what size, which yeah. I think a lot about, okay, the Bible, we're just gonna do the Bible. 
Yeah. The Bible works. Yeah. We could just read it and do it. Yeah. I mean, that's all we need. That's, yeah. that's all we need. Yeah. But then I'll think about the one person. Mm -hmm. I think a lot about what you just described, the one person who parked, yeah. who walked in the door, yeah. who tried to get their kids in kids' church, tried to get in, get a little late, mm -hmm. missed a worship song. They're unfamiliar to this type of space and environment. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I think, I pray for that person. Yeah, me too. Before I preach. I pray in the morning, I get up thinking about that one individual. And am I going to be able to connect with that person? Yeah. And I know you and I talk a lot about that. As, as things grow and you're able to expand your communicating in a lot of different forms and platforms, the heart is always the, the, the sacredness of Scripture and to me, the one. I think that's why I stand in the foyer and shake hands. It keeps me in touch with humanity. Yeah. It helps my preaching. Because when I get up and preach, I'm thinking about that kid or that single mom or that hurting person. If we get absorbed too much into our studies... Yeah. And then we only listen to each other and, and, and insightful preachers, or we try to be. Yeah, yeah, we're, just, we're losing we're just sight brilliant of brilliant unto ourselves. Unto ourselves. Uh, yeah. You know. How do you transfer transfer that to your team and yeah. to your staff, where they just don't see a big crowd? We're just moving people through. Yeah. It's just another event. It's another weekend. What are you doing as a leader to make sure that that TLC, that touch that individual care, that custom lean-in is happening at your, at your team level? Because well, that's got to trickle well, down. I have to be self-aware. I mean, some of it's my gift. I have a, I have a pastoral instinct, yeah. a fatherly instinct. I have, I have that, you know. I, I, don't, I don't believe, I think there was a lie perpetrated that you couldn't grow a large church and be a pastor. Yeah. It, yeah. That, you, yeah. you can't be a shepherd because shepherds only have small. But my point is, God will never let you shepherd a bigger amount of sheep if you can't take care of the ones you already have. Yeah. And, and, and so for me, I just started with a, a house and some sheep, started loving on them and yeah. taking care of them. Now, yes, you have to strategically change, yeah. but they don't do what you say, they do what you do. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they see that in me which transfers to the culture of people. They watch it. They watch it, they yeah. see it. But then I think I think being intentional about it, I, I, I think we have to tell more stories. Yeah. We work really hard at telling stories. Right. This is really depressing. I'll get a text, I'll study, I'll spend hours, I'll get my message, I'll put all these notes together and tell some stupid story about me messing up somehow or Brandy being upset with yeah. me or dog running. They remember the story. <laughs> they walk out. They don't go, you know, Leviticus man, 27 was so he, powerful. Pulled that out. <laughs> no, man. You see, they go, man, that dog, yeah. man. Brandy's mad at Jim. Man, yeah, he's got a bald head. I mean, what's the, you know. And they remember yeah. because it, it, it humanizes. Yeah. It humanizes you. You, you, you. You're one of the best. I really mean that, Jeff. You're one of the best. Well, you, you're well-rounded. And, and I know we all believe, everybody that, that I'm friends with, that you're friends with, feels the same way. And then to be able to see what God has done here. And we, we hear the sound of expansion yeah. all around us, which a pastor loves hearing a drill and, yep. a, and, a, and, a, yep. and a, some, some machine running because it's like, hey, that's the sound of growth. That's the sound of families. That's the sound of That's family. the sound of people coming yeah. to get freedom, get healing, get yeah, restored yeah, in their yeah. life. So well, I, I know that's why you, you, you love what's well, happening. I know what. I know, you know, even when people see this or, you know, I, our, our people or you see growth, I want, I want to say this, we're working as intentional or more intentional than ever to maintain the spirit and the culture that brought us to here. Yeah. And it doesn't happen by accident. So, so you say, how do you do that? We've done very intentional staff meetings, 
telling stories in those staff meetings, making sure people are connected to those stories. Yeah. We have text threads where we're celebrating people, not just the numbers, main thing, the, main the main thing. We're gonna, before we open this, we're gonna bring our dream team, yeah. serve team. We're gonna bring all these leaders. We're gonna talk to them. We're talking about heart. When we have the grand opening, yeah. it's not me and my wife and a Lamborghini, you know, <laughs> what I don't know. I mean, it's gonna be you. It's, it's you gonna be and a you and some cowboy boots. Me, <laughs> yeah. You, 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 and you, and, yeah. and you help them. One thing, this is a little line, I can't take credit. Steve Chestnut, who's a genius on yeah, our team. I love Steve. He, he, he has this line that I stole and I tell our church. When you have a big expansion and more people are coming, don't show up looking for your seat. Show up helping somebody else find their seat. Son. I thought that was such a good line. We, we've got to put so we that. Just start we'll use that, that. as a one-liner here. Yep. And we just kind of put as Jeff Little, Dino, and Steve says. <laughs> we just, we'll add them there, but then we'll drop Chestnut after a while, and it'll just be one of our great quotes. Because isn't, isn't that a dynamic that's so, like, yeah. countercultural and people are amazed by? Yeah. I'm coming in this building, it's, everybody's kind of jockeying, and there's this person that's not worried about their seat. They're worried about me yeah, and my seat or... Who are you yeah, in my? Yeah. Who are you yeah, in the seat yeah. beside me? That is so powerful. It is so longevity powerful. on a team is ha is being a good noticer. It's true. You give me a good noticer, they're gonna be on team for a while. That's true. And they're not noticing what you're saying is you're not just noticing me myself and I. You're noticing the the other people's journey. So one of our young pastor connections leaders. This is my story from this week. I think we should always have a story of the week, not yeah. a story we've told from six months ago or six years yeah, ago. Yeah, a new one. This is, this is my story this week. Ty Spinella, amazing, young connector here, part of the Keller campus. His son, Tucker, this weekend, I wasn't here. I'm off taking study yeah. breaks. And the church is growing while you're off. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. About that. Yeah, amazing, because yeah. the team, it's yeah, all about yeah. the team. And I heard the story. I said, hey, what happened this weekend? They're like, well, we had people everywhere yeah. in construction and everybody went overboard to serve everybody and it went great and it was amazing. And we baptized 45 students in the 1230 service, which Come was on. crazy. Let's go in one down service, to the water. It was like just amazing. <laughs> yeah. But, but I, I love this story. He said, you know what story? I said, tell me the story from the weekend. He said, Tucker, Ty's son, yeah. Je Jeff How Peltier. How old is he? He, he's he's little little big guy. Okay. <laughs> Jeff Peltier told me his story was Ty's son Tucker invited his teacher. He said, I met, I met, I met this teacher. I said, Well, how'd you come? She said, Well, Tucker's in my class. Tucker invited me. I came because of Tucker. Yeah, Tucker. You know what a great church is? Yeah. Tucker. Yeah. Tucker. Inviting his teacher. And she came. And she came. And everybody welcomed her and loved her in the middle of a bunch of construction. <laughs> That's what a great church Let's is. Let's go Tucker. Let's go Tucker. Yeah, I want to be like Tucker. Yeah, we're, we're going to ordain Tucker this week. <laughs> He's the newest member of the pastoral staff. Exactly right. Pastor T. Pastor T. <laughs> oh, it's been good to see the facility. Yeah, it's exciting. I can't, I can't wait to, to, to see it when it, it opens in just August, six, eight weeks. August 12th to 13th is the first weekend we have it open. Yeah, sort of the last open. weekend in August is going to be the grand opening for this kind of soft yeah. opening, 12th and 13th. Yeah. And really, really excited. You'll be rolling in this fall. Rolling in the fall. Really excited for, uh, I went to Israel, took some of our folks and, yeah. and went and shot videos. Okay. Major miracles of Jesus. Wow. Went to the major miracle the places. Sites. And I think a lot of people are, you know, they, they're intrigued by miracles. They want to know you know, it, it, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of 
of, of intrigue and yet yeah. a lot of undereducation about why the miracles of Jesus. Yeah. How would what apply, do I do? Yeah, how would that affect me? How would that, me, how would that apply to, to me? How do, how do we know? Is there a formula? What does that look like? And so I, I went there. I'm going to have a little resource, a little resource book. We're going to do it with our small groups. I'm going to be introducing it the last two weekends in August and then yeah, this then whole fall. Into, yeah, all then fall. everyone will be doing it together. You miracles. love, I, I've always, you guys create and distribute great resources. So there's been four or five of these yes. small group, church preaching, all yes. age. Everybody's kind of hitting the same nail. Yep. We're all driving this nail in. Yes. It's gonna be about miracles right now in this fall. But you've done one on seeds. You've yeah. done one on closer. Yes. You do, a, uh, you do your gathering called Prepare in, yeah. in January. What, what is that as being intentional? But with all those moments, always well, years, there's a resource. Years, years ago, Rick Warren, I mean, he, he, he kind of started yeah. us on this track of 40 days of yeah. purpose and kind of gets <laughs> wow. you going. But I, I really bought into it because it can put the whole church synergized together in one place. There's, there's something for someone to read. There's a message to receive from. And I would say to any pastor, just to be honest, you can go to our resource site yep. on our web page. And you can go there and get, it has things for the kids. It has the resources, the books. Those, that's, that's something that, you know, for us as a church. Yeah. It, in today's world, engaging people in small groups, my opinion, it's the most effective way to create energy, buy-in, and connect, yeah. the real, them to really connect to it is, hey, this is a big deal. There's a resource. I'm, I can grow. I can learn. And it, yeah. and it, helps, it helps them get really engaged. And you've been doing that with men. Yes. You personally, small group, you put together a great resource tool for that yep. uh, called Way to Win. I think we've got one right here. Grab it and yep. show it. The Way to Win G book. Give me a minute on the, the, okay. how this came about and why this is so important to you. Well, it, it's, it, it's used, I mean, a, a man could get that. Yeah. You could give it to your son. You could read it. it, it it's, it's outlined in such a way that a man could receive from it. Let me give you the main thesis of it. The worst thing in life is not to have a scoreboard with less points. We all have a scoreboard. Yeah. Every man has a scoreboard. Yep. Whether it's money, job, trophy wife, toys, we all have a scoreboard. The worst thing in life is not to have a scoreboard with less points. It's to light up a scoreboard and realize you played the wrong game. Yeah. Paul says, <laughs> we're all running the race. Yep. Let's run in a way to win. So I talk about how to win yeah, at the, the, things to win. That, the things that matter most. And I'm, I'm fortunate as a pastor, I've said at the bedside of people when this whole thing's over. Yeah. And what they're not talking about is their 401k. Yeah. They are talking about these things that really matter. And so this is, I would, I would say to every pastor, and I really, I really mean this, Lee Domain is my great friend and yeah. Highland's legacy. And, and Highlands is using this yep, now. Sure. And, and here's, here's the tool. We've sent it out to a lot of art pastors. But what's happening is, is Lee is going to churches and they say, well, I heard that Milestone, they raised $21 million for that building. If you want to get a pastor's attention, then say, hey, we raised $21 million for a building because every pastor needs buildings to take They've care of people, it, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. and, and we get beat up by people that don't understand or don't have to care about that. But yeah. at the end of the day, we don't care about buildings. We care about people. Exactly. And, but to get buildings, you have to have the resources. So what happens is they'll invite Lee in and say, we need a legacy team. Mm -hmm. We need to build a, a legacy exactly. team, teach people about over and above yeah. giving and yeah. tithing and this. But what's the farm system for a legacy group? 
The truth is, you got to build that guy. We're asking them, hey, we know they have that gift. And we're saying, hey, we, we want you to participate in this and use your gift. But we haven't asked them, what do you want? The way to win is, here's what they want. They want what you and I want. Why are you and I friends? Because we coach each other, develop each other, resource each yeah. other. You know, let me tell you about yeah, this. I got about that. I got to care about that. And kids so, and so these groups are outside of our small group system. We call them development groups. Invite only one year for someone that wants to come into a church-based life coaching, spiritual grow, develop environment over a one-year period, about 10 months. And a lot of yeah. pastors get hung up on that. They're, yeah, yeah. Does not compute. Has it fit in my small group system? Okay, these people were <laughs> trying to... Does not compute. They don't, they don't, they don't herd. They, they want to be selected. Yeah. So I would tell every pastor, if there's a pastor out there, 100, 200, 300, yes. whatever, 400 people, and he's like, man, I just want to jumpstart this. I have, I have a lot of these guys already doing it, and I right. wish I had them to give some testimony. Take, take some of them. Just invest in them. Yeah. Just begin to pour into them. The way to win was a resource to help with that. Right. Yeah. And they, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, I've seen that, and you share a lot of it, um, to, you did it yourself to individuals. Oh, yeah. This wasn't crafted all these years in massive groups. No. These, this, the chapters, the thoughts, the truth came from small groups, one-on-one encounters. About you learning to pastor. Yes. And learning how to pastor people that may have had a different experience than you. True. You've leaned into the men, yeah. Yeah. and it's as much their story as it is your story. Very much so, yeah. It was a 15-year period of exactly. doing this 6 a.m. in the morning. Sometimes I would lead two groups a year, yeah. and it was, it was the, the resource, actually. They helped me, the men yeah. that have gone through it, help me yeah. say, hey, here's what we're struggling with. How do we? They want to know the Bible. Well, they're intimidated. So I gave them a little section in there. It's cliff notes on here's the core concepts and I'll help you get started and jump started. Yeah, you have to be intimidated. Good. Kids, where does, where does a man who's, who's, who's out there who doesn't want to tell anybody, where does he get help with that? Well, I talk about that, right? Yeah. Where, what about marriage? What about family? What about your money? What yeah. about, how do you balance? I'm in business and I'm also wanting to be a part of the, how do, how do you do that? So short chapters, because they're going to read them under the dome light of the car before they walk into the <laughs> meeting. Short Chapters, yeah, the dome and, light, and good, good discussion. <laughs> the yeah. dome light. You know, y'all have a meeting in January called Prepare. You, your pastors here. You always give special time to church planters. Yes, you've been one of the biggest supporters of Ark, not only Ark the organization, but also to that individual church planter. Yes, you love church planters. You've yep. not forgotten. No, which I think is massive. Yes, Jeff. don't forget your own pathway, your own struggle. You've not forgotten that. You've spoken at art conferences. Um, and, and so why do you feel like planting new churches? Why are you involved with ARC? And, and why do you have such a heart for planters? Well, I mean, I, you cannot read the Bible and not understand that it's Jesus' church, right? I mean, the church is, is central. So if we want to have families and we, you know, we get all stirred up about politics, we get stirred about this, we get stirred up about issues, but it's the church that leads people to Christ they're not going to change behaviors unless their heart changes. So I think we've learned over the last few years, we've looked to so many other things yeah. to be the solution. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it comes back to what Jesus said he would, yeah, build. He would build. And it's his church. So yeah. if I believe that, if I believe the change that we want to see, we, the, the, the generational blessing that we want to see, the, the cities in America right. and around the world that we look at and go, there's too much darkness 
It's the church. Yeah. It's the church. So if I believe that, then if you strike the shepherd, the sheep scatter, then we have to, we have to empower, we have to fuel, we have to encourage, yeah. we have to help finance, resource, them, yeah. resource and help pastors. Like I don't, I don't have that as a program or a, I really don't think you can do love pastors as a, oh, we have that as a bucket. <laughs> it's gotta be in your heart. Yeah, it does. Because they have lots of needs, lots yeah. of things happening. And, and for us, I've been doing that since my early yeah, days because I've had so many people help me. Yeah. And I just want to give back to others, yeah. you know, and help those pastors. But yes, love what ARC does. I get a chance to be a part of ARC specific things. Yeah. I would love for, you know, this this gathering we have is a yeah, is exactly. a milestone leadership type gathering in January, the, the first Jan- week. First first week after first we get week. out of yeah. kind of the holidays. And we we send That's things on your out. Website. It's on our website. Yeah, we, we called it a roundtable in the past. We're calling it a leaders gathering now because it's kind of outgrown yeah. a roundtable. Try to create some special environments for senior pastors to have some some a little bit yeah. more connective atmospheres. So good. But um, you did something I don't know if anyone's ever done at our conference. You, you, we were able to get people the book, but then you turned around and if somebody was a church planner that you signed their book, you gave them finances. Yeah. If they like, hey, I'm a, I'm I'm getting ready to start a church. Yes. Why did you do that? Because let me tell you what they don't need. They, they have a lot of books. <laughs> they, a few. You know what they don't need? I'll be praying for you. Yeah. They got a lot of prayer. <laughs> what they need is some money. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> and so, I, I mean, look, I've been there. I, yeah. I have a heart for them. Most of them, they serve. They, yeah, they don't get to go on vacations. Best. I've sent, yeah. I'll say, man, go on a vacation. I'll bless yeah, them. Because yeah. if we can fuel them, if they... It's really not about the check you give them. You know what it does? It ignites their faith and it makes them, the yeah. enemy's lies, I don't matter. I'm not going to make it. Yeah, I was God's remembered. not with me. Yeah. And it makes them walk away going, God sees me. God, yes. What a that blessing. Is so, you know, Billy Hornsby, that was the heartbeat of ARC. Let's yeah. just go resource some couples who have a dream. Yes. Because they, they ain't got no resources. I love Brother Billy. And, yeah. and, and the leadership team now, your friends, it's the same thing. Yeah. Let's just resource them. Yes. We'll get them the other things, but they need resources to get started. Get started. To impact that community. Yeah. To populate heaven, plunder hell. Yes. And be all about the work of Jesus. And so that's what, you know, we thank God for that, whether it's through serving in our serve days or through ARC or through the things that you're doing. But uh, I, I just appreciate the time. I know you thank just got you. off of a trip. Now we're in the fall yeah. and we're, we're building church or yep. getting in a building. You're, you're reaching people. And uh, anything else you want to say to a young pastor? The thing, when I look back on it, it's going to work out. Like I, I would say, and I was not great at this, Enjoy the journey. Yeah. Enjoy the journey along the way. And don't forget about the people and, and take care of the people yeah. that you love the most. Keep keep yeah. connected to your family. Stay, exactly. stay, so keep good. your team together. Don't don't get don't get so consumed by quote unquote success that you miss the moment. And and you look up one day, and even if you get some of these things, if it all falls apart, why are we in such a hurry? Why, why, why are we in such a hurry? Yeah, calm down. It's just calm down. It's, it, it, just because someone on Instagram you're looking at that has this, it, it, this is not a marathon. This is not a sprint. This is a marathon. And, and just, just settle in. If the gift's in you, the call's on you, God has his hand on you, it's going to happen. Jesus builds his church. Yeah. And the next thing I would say to them, again, family, friends. I mean, I still have the same, 
I've same people that helped me start the church. Like yeah. these, a lot of my senior team, we've been together for 20 exactly. years. Is that because I haven't been an idiot before, but I've been willing to apologize, <laughs> yeah. get over offenses, keep those people close, your, your family. But I mean, along the way in the journey as, as, a, as a young pastor, I think today we, we have other pressures that I didn't yeah. have. I was, I was hidden in obscurity. Yeah. And, and Paris, it was not as in the forefront. Was not in the forefront. But the, num the number one thing I would also say is this. You don't need a big donor. You don't, thank God for ARC and thank God for people like us that resource you. You don't need something from the outside. If you build the people, the people will build the church. Wow. That's what they do. So make it their church, build them, love them, disciple them, pray for them. If you love them and build them, they will build the church. Quit trying to, to rob them of what God put them on the planet for. Let them participate in the process. And the only reason we go outside and I got to have this, sure, sure. could we get a God yeah. swoop in somehow and just do everything and don't go through the process with people is we're trying to get there fast. You don't want to just build a church you want to build a church that you want to go to one day, that your kids want to go to. Yeah. And, and if you'll build the people, that's what they do. They build this church. Yeah. Hey, what a great episode of Unscripted. If you want more info on Pastor Jeff Little or Milestone Church's resources, make sure you check out resources.milestonechurch.com. Also, if you're interested in learning more about planning a church or partnering with ARC in any way, you can visit our website at artchurches.com, and we would love to get you connected. Thank you again for tuning in, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Unscripted.